Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic podcast. As always, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Ben and Evan. First, I'd like to shout out our Season 3 sponsor, TNK Comics and Collectibles. You can follow on Instagram at the Nando Knight for claim sales or shortboxed.com slash Nando Knight. That's N-A-N-D-O-K-N-I-G-H-T. Now, this is the first episode we've recorded since Kevin Conroy's passing, so stick around to the end for a few words on that. But we are going to compare with the last episode we did, Feet of Clay, in the animated series, switching to the 2005 series called The Batman. This is the two-parter starting with The Rubber Face of Comedy. Stay tuned. Well, on this episode, I think we'll probably not be making so much fun of We didn't make conspiracy fun of the theorists. Oh, okay, we made fun of them, yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Speak like, for yourself. <laughs> it's like pretending that we're hardcore Kool-Aid drinkers. Because um, <laughs> I, when I edited it, I had so many laughs that I left most of it in, which normally I wouldn't. And I listened to it the next day <laughs> after the edit, and I was like, whew, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to lose some followers if they don't make it to the point where I'm like, just to be very clear, we're being sarcastic here. Like, yeah. there's a deep irony in all this. I, I did listen to this episode and I got to the end and I thought it was funny that you made a disclaimer about the Kevin Conroy thing, which I totally understand. Well, I like, made the offensive thing at the beginning. Yeah, and then you made another one at the end. Like, just a reminder, you know, we're talking about it, but that's before he died. We're not trying to be disrespectful, which was really nice. Yeah. But none of that about the... Uh, well, no, no, I did at the very beginning. I was like, yo, this is a extra offensive. extra offensive episode. And then after the theme music went out, and it was just over the one-minute mark, because this always starts at minute five. And so if someone hit the 30-second button twice because they listened to the show a lot, then they would just get to the show. And so after the music faded out, I said it again. I was like, and if you skip the intro, and if you're one this of those is a people. very offensive episode <laughs> uh, humor-wise, so just know that going in. And so, yes, I did make sure to say that because it was like, I don't want some fucking guy with his kids in the back seat. <laughs> like, what is the Zionist agenda? Uh, uh, Tell be, me more. Because I want to talk about it more again on this episode and because I actually can't remember what did we say that was so... My main takeaway. Your well, funniest remember, joke was about... Well, yeah. well, we're, we're making all these ironic jokes Jews like control the world, after Kanye, Kanye right. started talking okay, shit, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Before he went full-blown Hitler, but yes. he was, yes. he was, was just approaching, subtle, he was approaching Hitler. Bad as it uh-huh. got. But your best joke, because we were we were going through all that, and then Ben uh, Trick question, went out of his way. all the best jokes. <laughs> ben went out of his way to say, like, y'all, just so you know, I am Jewish, and so, like, take that for what it is. I couldn't possibly believe this. And so... Uh-huh. He said something about his tinfoil hat, and you made a joke about his tinfoil yarmulke, and I thought that was fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a that really was a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so. Cool. Uh, uh, hats off to you, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, well, hi him, as we say. It, it, clearly, I need to go back and listen to the Yeah, episode. listen to that newest episode. You know we record these, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got away from listening. Just so when I'm lonely, I can listen to you guys. No, Pretend I, I have friends. When I was working at the cabinet shop, it was a big thing for Lauren and Christian and I to all listen to them on Fridays. Oh, you would listen to our show with others around? Uh, like, no, no, no. We all, we all had like, um, we all got um, 
like ear protection that also was a Blu-ray player. Oh. And so, and it was really funny actually because so you had like a Bluetooth fucking thing that everyone listened to the same shit. Yeah, we would all be listening to it separately, and uh, <laughs> we just worked in the same area. Like Lauren and Christian and I were all in the same small department, and it was really funny too because I'm doing something else, and then I'd hear somebody like. <laughs> and look over and, and Lauren's like hammering something and smiling smashing and, his hand yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, exactly uh, yeah that Christian happened, starting a fire and having a good time that happened to me too because I had posted on social media like finishing this edit just fair warning it's really fucking raunchy but it's funny mm. I, th- I think it's funny and um, one of my friends from work saw that and was like oh I gotta listen to this so the next day I could hear from across the room her like Busting up laughing. And <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yes. And then she would like send me a fucking quote of one of, uh, you know, and she's like, one of those our, Jews are bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. so, Hilarious. One of the dudes, I think it was Austin, one of our longtime listeners, commented on there and was like, yeah, more dick jokes, more Jew jokes. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, just be careful. Yeah. Careful, Austin. Right, You're making then. us look bad. I said, I don't think most people would probably know this, but like, Ben and I in this band, dead fucking serious. Evan was on the record too. You know, we we speak out about these things a lot. So to us, it's like so unthinkable that it's funny for us to say it. You know, like it's so ridiculous that it's pure mockery. But to anyone who just tuned in randomly Uh and it's like, oh, Tim Sale, I'll catch this episode out of the last 20 I missed. (laughs) Well, and to be fair, three bald white guys talking about Batman for hours of our lives. Could be white supremacists. <laughs> it's like, that's true. It's not a huge stretch if you're jumping into it and you it's don't true. know us. I and just Sam mentioned Reddit. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And Sam and I have been fielding stupid stuff about being bald for. Oh yeah, like, dude. Like when we used years. to, yeah, when we used to tour in a rap group, man, we'd have people come up to us. Like, so you guys both shave your heads, huh? I'm like, yeah, we're we did bald. both go bald at a young <laughs> yeah. age. That's Real. true. And they're like, yeah, but uh, what do you really get the fuck out <laughs> yeah, of here? Yeah. Anyway, today we're doing something long overdue, in my opinion. This should have been probably a season one thing to at least approach this series called The Batman, which I discovered, I don't know, in my early 20s. I think it had already been off the air at that point. It was a DVD find for me. I lived like 10 minutes from work. And so I would come home and put on the DVD. I watch one 20 minute episode of this and go back. And that was my lunchtime routine every day for a long time. And I fucking really like this show. It's called the Batman well before Matt Reeves and uh, Ben Affleck, I guess came (laughs) to use that name, but it's totally different show set around 2005. They started airing and man, I was so impressed. Like when the, and we'll get to this in a moment, but there's just so many different exciting things that when you first turn it on and you're so used to the Elfman, Bruce, Tim production mm-hmm. that it's like, whoa, this is weird. I don't know about this. And then like pretty quickly, like, holy shit, this is fucking rad. Yeah, it was a gradual curve to me of like, this isn't good. How do I, and then like by the end, I was like, no, that was, yeah, that was mm-hmm. really cool. Really different. Really yeah. Unique. Yeah. It's good. Fresh takes, I think. So, We're doing the two-parter that's the end of season one. It's The Rubber Face of Comedy and The Clay Face of Tragedy. Both aired in 2005, both written by Greg Weissman. First episode directed by Sam Liu, who directed Soul of the Dragon, The Killing Joke, Batman Year One, and many others. Second episode directed by 
Soon Yoon Kim, I think. Good job. That sounds good. Starring, my autocorrect says starting. Thanks very much. Reno Romano Sharding. as Batman. <laughs> Shart, I'm not going to get into that story, but I have one. I have a of new short story, guys. Yeah, a yeah. brand new one. Wow. How's your life? <laughs> it's not great, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's adulthood treating you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Try like, vegetables. You're really going to bring it down now. <laughs> Don't ask me about my life right now. It's terrible. <laughs> Alistair Duncan. Steve Harris, not from Iron Maiden. Ming-Na Wen. Autocorrect was having a hell of a time with that one. Kevin Michael Richardson who I want to talk about, and Jesse Cordy. Music composed by Thomas Chase and theme song by The Edge from U2. Let's start on that. Whoa. The theme song, The Batman. I thought it was neat. I, uh, I didn't see that until the end of the first episode, so I had no like, oh, the fucking Edge. I had none of that judgment. Uh-huh. It's like spy music. I can tell what they were going for. Yeah. But then it gets a little weirder and darker with like some of the key changes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like it. It's like it's upbeat and spooky. Yeah. That's overall, it's a really good intro. It's right? it sets really the tone neat. for this show. The and funny thing is, at first, it threw me off. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I'm only used to orchestration with mm-hmm. Batman. And Batman Beyond has some rock music that they thought it's would like sound futuristic, even though there is or basically no rock in the future. And I was like, fucking another rock intro? I don't know about this. And then, in sort of binging the show, watching it each day, I was like, I fucking love this song. It's always stuck in my head. You could you can like hear it growing on yourself because it's finding its way out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh dang it. I'm like I'm singing it while I'm doing the dishes. Yeah. Can you give me a couple lines of it? I yeah. like the color palette in the intro though too. It's yeah. like Yeah, deep reds and uh, fucking Halloween esque. Like, it's got like purples, oranges. The whole show kind of has that look. The yeah. sky is always really neat. Like at night, it's purple. In the daytime, it's red. Mm-hmm. They did a little bit of that on the animated series, but the show has a more abstract style to it. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do sort of the, the anime running lines background for an action shot or yeah, yeah. things like that. Or the way the buildings look at sometimes. Sam. Anime running. Knowing lines. stuff. I hey, I, I knew something. Oh, Hang out with you guys for three I years straight. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben's uh, like, something oh, I've put- been wanting to do for a long time on the show. <laughs> We're finally getting around to it. Put my feet up and have live, a good show. Live smooches. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> as good as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I love the creepy way they say the name at the end of the song. It almost sounds like a sound effect turning into them saying yeah. the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. The splashes of the different villains, like a little flash of their face and then a little animation of them. Well, and that's mm-hmm. something interesting too because if you're watching the show from the beginning or like this time, your guy's first introduction, right? You had never seen it? Nope. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing all the characters that haven't been revealed to you yet. It's a very interesting way to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to how they decide to unfold in that episode. It's like by the time they get to Penguin, you're like, oh, yeah, I, he's familiar. I recognize him. So it's like even though they've done some different shit with the characters, mm-hmm. you're sort of already familiar by the time you get to them. Mm-hmm. It feels a little spoiler alert to me because part of yeah. a new series is anticipating these character redesigns. Yeah. So Seeing them even in, when they yeah. show up for the first time, I know who the Penguin is. Not surprised. That Tom Kenny, by the way. SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Heifer. He, he does a great job. Heifer? 
I love from Rocco. Rocco? Yeah. <laughs> cool. This is good stuff. Your folks are going to love it. I don't necessarily like want to see that right off the bat, you know, because it's a bunch of characters that I am familiar with, but I don't want to like see this take right from the beginning because that's part of the fun for, yeah. of seeing the characters for the first time is this new rendition of them. I get it from their end though because they want to, especially if it's new. They're like, hey, but you know, we're going to do all the guys. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not like yeah. we didn't make up a bunch of villains for this. Well, like Beware the Batman goes way left field, uh, deep cut characters the whole time. Mm-hmm. All Calendar Man, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just It's like a season-long <laughs> like a, Calendar Man. Let me put it this way. Season three of this show, they introduce Batgirl. Beware the Batman, his sidekick isn't Batgirl, it isn't Robin, it's Katana. They really did some different shit with that show. Is Beware the Batman, the CG one? Yeah, okay. yeah. Which, when I first started watching, I was like, oh, this looks so fucking stupid but it's really just batman's stupid head and the rest of it actually looks really neat <laughs> the animation is super cool doesn't his head kind of resemble this because this head's this kind of stupid head? looking to me too i like this design it's, it's a it's an interesting take it's unique <laughs> it's i, I only interesting think interesting take well uh, I, I was thinking about this that's gonna go in the cons later <laughs> yeah uh that's not bad you don't have to I'm just kidding. It's a, <laughs> I appreciated the kid gloves you put on that. That's this all. version of Batman, I think the design is so cool that I wished that he only existed as Batman in this cartoon and like Bruce Wayne wasn't a character. Oh, I like his Bruce. I don't think that like the forehead shape, I don't <laughs> think that, that that looks dope as Batman and doesn't translate to like a real person's face to me. Oh, but you know but I, the I, jarhead fucking Bruce Tim thing. That's that's good people. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's the fun. Like I'm fine. I'm fine with the chin. I just don't like his jutting. Think about it. What are the odds? I guess they're actually probably high. But before I <laughs> let me say the thing I was going to say before I undermine it, that you would be badass genius, billionaire. And more attractive than almost everyone. Okay, so now we're having a problem with the fundamental tenets of the character. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just saying like, that's why this one is I accept it. So he's just the first two and he's not more attractive than everyone. And that's oh. also a thing with superheroes also is like, what are the chances that these are also like hot babes? Yeah, after all these other ridiculous yeah, things. Yeah, they're, they're, like, also... they're, they're supermodels. Yeah. They're the strongest people in the world. They're the smartest people in the world. Evan likes that Bermejo Harley. Yeah, a little more gnarly. Give me that trailer trailer chick. and crevices. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> but so that's what I feel with this guy. Like your a, favorite uh, porn yeah. Think about this and crevices. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, first time. First time. <laughs> that's amazing. So, any other uh, character designs or just general off the top that we want to talk about? Mm, yeah, but I'll my first point of there. worry was the voice acting of the police chief because I didn't like that. Rojas. 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 I didn't really like his voice for the way that character looked. And I also just didn't like the writing in that scene, particularly his. Kind of says some stupid I think stuff. that's the point with him is that he's supposed to be kind of a stiff, kind of an idiot, like zero tolerance. And then, like, later when he's trying to write his speech, he's like, wait, is it on? Is it for? Of? Fucking uh-huh. uh, son of a bitch. Um, yeah. So that, like, I think they kind of make him like he bit off more than he can chew. And maybe that is what it is, but it also just seemed like not the greatest performance. But the other thing is they eventually have to phase him out in favor of Gordon. Oh, so Gordon comes into the show. Eventually, okay. yeah. I oh, thought when, that was when, just like another when like, Barbara choice does. of like, 
No, it's just Rojas. He's we're leaning hard <laughs> yeah, into yeah, this it's, new. It's, <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's gonna it's, stick. It's not Yindel from Dark Knight Returns. It's Yin. It's Ellen Yin. Uh-huh. You know, so they do little things like that to change it up. But yeah, eventually they do bring in more familiar faces. Well, and after that, all the other voice acting was great, and also all like recognizable people for the most part. Even the lead, I don't recognize him as like a person, but he's been a voice actor for countless cartoons yeah i don't know him from other stuff but i fucking love his performance i feel like he's been a spider-man at some point in one of the cartoons he's just been a lot of things and he was the knights of the old republic one of my favorite video games ever very dialogue heavy but you the main character don't talk you're just you pick text Mm -hmm. but your guy like when you tell him to open a door and it's locked he's like nope can't do it (laughs) (laughs) got it no problem. He's you. He's the guy who says that. Oh, or like, got it. Got it. I'll do it. Like He's the voice in your head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so he will always be with me. That's the guy who keeps me. telling me to kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fuck. You should just do it. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. thanks. Yeah. It's not yeah. me. It's, uh, we'll call you for advice. It's Reno Romano. Yeah, Reno Romano. I like how he does the devil on my shoulder. Talk to anybody else but just himself. <laughs> the whole video game. He's like... <laughs> just makes faces at everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first episode, it's a cold open. Before the the new intro we talked about, we're outside Gotham National Bank as Joker and his goons, Punch and Judy, bomb the entrance, break into the vault using Joker putty. They have these blasters that kind of look like the goo shooters from uh, Ghostbusters 2. Goo shooters. Yeah. (laughs) This is the most versatile product. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that... The goo can't do. Love that Joker. Uh, that's, that's a good that's, tagline. Yeah, it is. That's Nothing do with that the two. Goo that's can't do. Yeah, that's do with two O's. <laughs> so then it's a hairstyle. <laughs> it's pomade. No, it's but it's goo. It's not go. It's not the the go can't do. It's the goo can't do. <laughs> <laughs> he sprays his vault and he sprays his goons and he sprays the getaway van. It and he sprays it a rope. Yeah, to extend it. It doesn't, nothing that it does is the same. They're like, that it shows up bouncing away as, oh, yeah, it's true. It transforms a man. (laughs) They make the the vault kind of turn into mush and they can climb through it, right? And then when he sprays the guy's feet in the van, then they become bouncy balls. And the rope just extends and stretches like it's become rubber, but not like mud. Can you imagine, though, if the statue's face, everything reacted like the vault did? And so he sprays the guys, and they just like They're their like, legs oh, crumble. They're <laughs> screaming yeah. in agony. <laughs> Everyone's ankles just immediately it's break. Super realistic, all of a sudden. And Not then sure what I was expecting. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to the theme song. After that, as you mentioned, Chief Rojas is berating the cops for sort of the decline of public support at this point, saying nearly all of their major arrests have been attributed to the Batman. He he says that Gotham was one of like the safest places in the world. Six months ago, or yeah, something. yeah. And I was like, this is not the Gotham that I know. Then, as far, as far as I know, it has never been that place. He's like, just all of a sudden, just turned to shit, and it's Freaks. your fault. Bennett in the scene has a weird moment where he goes, "Come on, shouldn't we be working with bats?" Yeah, like, you guys aren't on first name basis. You can't yeah, call yeah. him bats. You know, yeah. Well, My boy keep in mind, this is the finale of this season. And so Batman has actually had a lot of interactions with Bennett and Yin, okay. establishing some gray areas with sure. him. Rojas introduces a zero-tolerance policy for all vigilantes, including Batman. And yes, that's when Bennett is like, I don't think that's the best idea, lumping him in with the Joker, and Rojas loses his shit. Joker blasts the face of a monument 
with his putty and they're deforming its face. His sort of artist beret Joker vibe is very Nicholson yeah, in the museum yeah, here. Yeah. Batman shows up, fights the goons, and we get our first great action sequence. Uh, any thoughts on this? I thought, like, we talked about the smooth animation on the animated series, right? How do you guys feel about the action I, scenes? I loved it because I knew looking at the style, this era of animation, well, the first thing I was like, oh, this looks like Jackie Chan Adventures, mm. which I've never actually watched, but I would just see ads for it. And it turns out the guy... <laughs> this is how I imagined it. <laughs> the, well, the lead designer of that show, this is his other big thing that he oh, lead wow. designed. Nice. So like all the character designs are the Good same. memory the for a show you didn't watch. Yeah, yeah I'm cursed. It's a miserable <laughs> life. But <laughs> I know nothing important, yeah. but I know everything. <laughs> I can never let cartoons. go. But so that's what I was expecting with this kind of mid-era digital stuff that like, even though the world has that weird abstract look, I was expecting the action to look good, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, this is this is the Batman I want, not the one hundred ten pound germ freak beats <laughs> pushing up him into Batman. a moving gear yeah, slowly. This a, yes, this is a guy who flips and kicks and is fast and reactive. Yeah, he doesn't get his ass handed to him nearly as often. I think this is my least favorite looking Joker that I've ever seen. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. Tell me more. Wanted to talk about that for sure. I felt like he was being too sexy for you. Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was too sexy for a shirt. Just pretty much everything. Aside from the voice, I don't like care about the voice, but I, I didn't like that. I felt like he was being multiple characters. Like he was Hank McCoy. He was a scientist. <laughs> he was an artist. He was a thespian. He was like... A madman. Yeah, a madman. He was only some of the things that I'd normally know, and he was wearing purple, and that was recognizable, but I do not love this version of him. I'm there with you. This is so fun for me to watch. But I'm kind of in between because it's so weird while still keeping, he's like a wild, crazy guy, goofy, laughs all the time, nothing is serious. So that still is right. And then everything else is so strange, but not in a edgelordy way or I got face tattoos. Stop putting a Y on that. I don't like Edgelordy? It. No, it's a <laughs> yeah, objective. Yeah. It's not an adverb. It's a descriptor. It's original. And so I'm yeah. with you. I, I don't prefer it, but I like that they tried something like that. Totally. And I'll always give props to trying new stuff and being unexpected. And it looks like that was their whole thing. Comparing him to Beast is really good. That like is a well, great... I, I swear that he's wearing shoes that don't have toes in part of it. And <laughs> well, like, he's barefoot. He's, the entire series. He's extremely oh, yeah, acrobatic. Okay. He's yeah, flipping I was like, on I, things. I I, yeah, exactly. I'd like, and, I, and he's, that's, that's I even his that. stature is like. Gorilla. Yeah, he's more, he's like Blanca. And it's cool. And it looks like they did do some cool things with other characters. It looks like mm -hmm. they took Batman and they're like, huh, he's got to look like we know him, but let's change his lines up. Let's make him sharper and let's give him these long eyeballs and stuff. But then these other characters like, what I saw of Mr. Freeze doesn't have a helmet. He's got like ice coming out of the yeah, top of I his like head. That. You know, mm -hmm. so like some of it does look really cool. It looked like that was their whole filter was like really trying to spin stuff a little different. Yeah, not lean so heavily on what has come before. Totally. But that also means that trying to depart X amount far, just like to, to slightly uncomfortable places, means that some of it will hit. Make you uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I really found the whole time. You saw his body and you're like, out. I just feel weird. It yeah, just yeah. makes me feel weird. His so the reason that I love so this. Hairy. reason that I love this is because the biggest hurdle I had in getting into the show was the Joker. Because Kevin Michael Richardson delivers one of my favorite Joker 
performances. He's who, so who good. He's also an extremely prolific voice actor. Yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's been in a number of the things we've seen, actually, as different characters. He usually sounds like this. He's just like regular, <laughs> oh, I'm going to beat you up. That's his like standard guy that he gets hired to be. Mm. So this is fun, too, because he had he's so much more over. to do, so much range. Yeah, so dynamic. And when they introduce him, we're in Arkham. He's in the cell. It's shadowy. You hear the voice, and you're like, oh, cool. And then you see him, and he's got his, like, fucking, I can't remember if it's, like, a straight jacket or his, like, you know, kind of scrubs that they got to wear sometimes, the orange. Is that what they're called in jail? No. Scrubs. No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. But, but it makes sense that he's barefoot in his cell, right? Yeah. But then he starts doing, like, flips around the room and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is this Spider-Man Joker? And then like, every time you see him outside of there, he just never owns shoes. I'm like, this is weird. And he keeps jumping around like a freak. And I don't like those things about him. And yet- Like a jester, you the mean, performance, guys? Yeah, it's yeah, character yeah. appropriate. I, yeah. It's so charismatic. It's so fucking wacky and unpredictable that I am fully in love with this portrayal, even though there are a couple things about it, mostly visually that I don't love. It's something that took me a minute to warm up to, but I'm a big fan. Well, I'm not crazy attached to Joker anyway. You are crazy. I am, I am crazy. But then confidentially, I am crazy, and I'll fucking kill you. Well, I don't have anything to say now. So no, Sorry, I, I ruined it with the Chappelle. No, you just outed me like that in front of everyone. <laughs> um, Joker is a cool character, and he has like good stories, but he's not my favorite. So to do something drastically different with him doesn't bother me. I'm not like, oh, I just wanted it to be... My favorite character! Yeah, the guy from the 60s, or Jack Nicholson, uh, or Mark Hamill. Like, I don't care. You can do something you else. You should name yeah, other yeah. versions of the Joker so people are clear on what you mean. Meatloaf. Is he a Joker? <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he must have been a Joker at some point, right? That was good. You're saying he wasn't a Joker. <laughs> okay. So even in this fight sequence, the show always takes its time Batman will knock people around or whatever, and then when he lands, they do the cool Kelly Jones thing where anytime he's stationary, it's full extended cape drape that goes to the floor mm. and past his feet, and you get nothing but shoulders and, and head, uh, right? Mm -hmm. I love this fucking way they portray Batman when he's with his enemies. He's not just some, like, big doughy guy, like, come on, you know, whatever. He's fucking, like mysterious, a creepy Batman, and mm -hmm. I like that. I don't feel like that's something that they did a lot in the new movie, but I think that would have really fit. Like, I'm picturing the scene they go to, like, the first crime scene, and all the cops are like, mm -hmm. who the fuck is this guy? Like, if his cape could have just been... I'm your been, worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if his cape could have just been in front of his chest yeah. the whole time, that looks so much more like menacing slash thoughtful. Yeah, because you don't know what the deal is. You, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd prefer if Batman's hands only came out whilst driving an automobile, <laughs> punching a face. Holding a magnifying glass. Throwing yeah, a shuriken. Signing a check. <laughs> now Otherwise, who said the foreign word wrong? No, they're both things. So Kunai knife. Yeah, kunai. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to... Um, Ninja star. Okay, oh. I grew up on the Ninja Turtles. I want stuff to line up a little bit better in my head. Like if they say he's dark and brooding, but I see his like blue underwear all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like I need shadows and stuff and I need him to be as creepy as you are proposing that he is. Yeah, and yeah. that's like also one of those places where I'm totally cool with if your costume doesn't make sense in that way. You know, nobody 
needs a cape so long that they trip on it. Yeah. Batman does because he's the best at not <laughs> tripping on his cape. <laughs> I mean, Hours I, I training. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, though, because what Reeves did is he makes him so fearless and so unconcerned about anyone's opinions of him. Yeah. That he doesn't really try to do the mysterious. He just fucking like bulldozes into every scene. <laughs> like, yeah, he. Yeah. What he are you just, gonna do? Yeah, he. Like, <laughs> and he is creepy. He's just not mysterious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Other than like, why is he doing this? And why doesn't he deal? say anything yeah, yeah. ever? Yeah. But he, yeah, fully exercises. <laughs> he doesn't turn his head even though he can. <laughs> totally. The suit was upgraded, <laughs> man. Only looks at you, and then looks like a, away a, from a you. Side eye or yeah, a full yeah. body. Now Bennett arrives on the scene with Detective Ellen Yin and they draw their weapons on Batman. Joker is offended that somehow he's more of a threat than me, what the fuck, and uses this distraction to escape. Oh, like, I love how he bails off the thing. He like, he like coffin tucks and, yes. and falls <laughs> yeah. off backwards. It's Again, awesome. that's like, that's this Joker. That's unique yeah, to this yeah, guy, that totally. kind of movement, confidence of movement. Yeah. Batman saves himself from the cops, but he accidentally knocks Bennett onto like some faulty railing. I think Evan has talked about this before. Like, are there no safety rails in Gotham? <laughs> Apparently there what, are, and they suck. What did he, he shouldn't have thrown him that way. He should have thrown him a different direction. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Towards the rest of the building. <laughs> it sort of works out for him that Yin is able to dive in and save him, and he can fucking fuck off. Yeah, how convenient. Now, back at Wayne Manor, Bruce tells Alfred that he wants to bring his old friend Ethan, Ethan Bennett, in on the secret because at this point okay i almost killed this guy and they almost shot me shit's getting heavy if we don't fucking iron this out i think we can trust him I've known him for fucking 20 years let's go have a heart to heart over some hoops well first they go let's ball till we fall <laughs> <lunch>. alfred <laughs> yeah uh, there's there's i wish i would have written it down but there's like two alfred has i don't oh also i don't really like this off at least in what I've seen. I didn't he made really no like impression it. on me, so I yeah, guess yeah. I'm with you. He, I he had very little screen time in these episodes, yeah. so, you know, uh, cast your judgment lines. derisively. Go ahead. He got face-huggered okay. really well. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> he he had, like, two lines that I really liked, and, and one of them, I think, was right And everything right else here. was shit. He just, he just well, because with Alfred, I'm always like, Give listening out for the quips. Yeah, because usually he's like, he, usually Alfred is my guy with the cutting lines. This is pre, chicken soup. This is pre-Michael Caine, okay? Give him a break. Uh, but this is post the other guy. Yeah. Post the other guy. The other guys. You know what I'm talking about. Malone? Yeah. Got it. Wow, look at you. Pop Sylvester culture, Malone was Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Evan was impressed that I knew a guy from 10 years ago. Post Malone is... Oh, Post Malone. Now yeah, I understand yeah. the joke. Yeah, yeah. Too late to apologize. That's <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Don't go naming the songs. Okay. I don't know anything about that. Is that one of his songs? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alfred has like a funny old guy trying to be hip line where where Bruce is like, I don't know. He he's saying that they should bring Bennett in, and and I swear that Alfred is like, word dog. Like I know that that's not it, but he sounded like my dad trying to like <laughs> say something hip with me. I don't remember exactly, but dude, it's, it does it's, sound on brand that this Alfred would say hipster lingo ironically. I feel like yeah, that's a thing he does. It isn't word, but it is affirming what Bruce says, but it totally sounds like he's trying to score points or something with the 
well, middle school kids. Well, that feels with the vibe of the show because the vibe of the show looks like it's as it is angled towards middle school kids from the 2000s. <laughs> We're like in the intro, that's how you're establishing that Bruce Wayne is cool billionaires. He's you got the, ladies uh, at courtside. Of course, I did a basketball game and they're like uh, on either side and there. He's holding his phone out. I'm like, that's uh, this guy's fucking cool with his yeah. open collar. Yeah. A little bit of the chest showing. Yeah. I wish I was that dude. Puka shell necklace. <laughs> <laughs> that's always your fucking go to. <laughs> You're telling me he didn't have a Puka shell necklace. <laughs> it's not nearly as cool as I thought then. When they do meet at lunch, there's a, I feel like another reference to 89 in the way that plays out in the whole like, Keaton Basinger scene at her apartment where he's like, you know how a normal guy goes downstairs, makes breakfast, kisses somebody. You know, you just he's like sort of trying to get there and it's too fucking awkward. And, and they play it really well in this scene. And then they both get called away on a Joker sighting. Joker breaks into... It looked like a museum on the inside, but the outside, I thought it said fucking theater or something, so I don't exactly know, but he uses his putty to turn a tragedy mask into a smile. Bennett shows up first and gets the drop on him, which is great. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's actually good at what he does. But then Better than Punch, Punch knocks him out, and he's taken hostage before anybody else arrives. Back at Joker's lair, he vows to teach Chief Rojas a lesson using Bennett saying that I'm a much bigger threat than Batman. And like, I'm going to break your mind. He gives the one bad day speech, hypnotizes him and all this. This is the turning point in the show for me. This, Where you're like, oh, okay. The psychological torture, specifically what's going on in Bennett's head of like the mm -hmm. things he's seeing, what the things that are bothering him, that whole experience. Like, okay, this is good. Like, this is now a different mm -hmm. level than everything that I've seen so far. Ben's like, this is okay, but once we got to torture, yeah. I'm listening. Listen, <laughs> Sold. if I'm, I was uh, probably 20 when this came out, but if I was 12, the age probably that it's directly angled at, and you're giving me that stuff, I'm like, I'm watching this every day. I yeah. love this is it. Good. Yeah. No, I was probably 18. Don't get wild, guys. <laughs> 2005, okay. I was 18. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he tries to break his mind. The bad day thing, he says, uh, or in my case, one rotten day in a chemical bath. Mm. Batman analyzes the crime scene where Bennett was taken. He finds sawdust that's got blue speckles in it, takes it back to the lab and concludes that it's dried sugar. He's like, oh shit, sawdust, dried sugar, blue cotton candy. I bet it's at the fucking amusement park. Yin finds them first and comes in gun on Joker. He holds the Joker putty up to Ethan Bennett and says, you don't know what this stuff does to humans. And neither do I. <laughs> like, he was really excited to find out. So she drops a weapon, and then off screen, Batman just throws a fucking batarang just foolishly, like, I'm still new at this. Green. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like, knocks the shit out of his hand. The canister cracks. Like, it would have, like, foam but it or smud. <laughs> it cracks. Or gack or whatever and that stuff was. And a <laughs> smud. Uh, gas comes out of it. And so Joker flees, pursued by Batman and Ellen Yin. Now we continue with a little more killing joke. They fight in a hall of mirrors. Another great scene. As they silently nod at me. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I, ben, don't ben even, I, ben I feel like Ben's a little off his game today. Yeah, no, yeah. no he, was just, he was just still... He's lost in that scene. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about the next scene, honestly, because I don't... This, the sex scene? You I didn't said this, notice that. <laughs> 
Well, because with like the stretchiness of a clay body, oh, you can, <laughs> no, so many things you could do. No, because so as you said, like, I, I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but like I'm focused on the next beat. Okay, so future Ben is thinking about the future. <laughs> I so live in Batman, the future, guys. <laughs> yes, fights Joker in the Hall of Mirrors. No surprise, he wins. Yin comes in and says, "You know what? You saved my partner. I'm gonna let you go this one time, but next time." Like Rocket said to Bucky, I'm going to get that arm. Next time, I'm going to get that mask. I'm going to get that ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yin is in (laughs) that ass. And then afterward, when Bennett is home, he starts to feel sick. He's calling Bruce on the phone saying, hey, sorry, I had to bail today, but let's reschedule for tomorrow. Looking at his framed picture of them at the basketball court and said, you know, we'll meet up at the gym. The hoops place. Shoot some hoops. As he gets in the shower and it steams up, then his face starts to deform, and as he warps, it cuts to black. End of part one. And so that moment, and then the first scene of the next episode is when I was really horny. Like yes, I was like, like I said, the the, the malleability of clay is a wild. The torture thing. scene, half mask. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but then uh, the, the face disfigured melts. human yeah, yeah, really yeah. just Ugh. got me mm-hmm. there. No. No one is going to listen to this disgusting shit if you keep turning it towards... I'm just trying to entertain myself while you bore the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so it was both the scene, this new design that I actually really like in the same way of like... The I, new clay face? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a neat... Well, I dig the eyes, like black yeah, sockets yeah, yeah. and just... Bright green. It's mm. kind of the same as like old school freeze. Just that look of like Mike Mignola, very yeah, stark. Yeah, yeah. I love mm-hmm. not blank, but just single color eyeballs. Yeah. Vacant we'll, eyes, we'll, would you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, deep cut, guys. Yeah. But every day I wake and rise with fading, vacant eyes and tell myself a story made alive. Like- that, the horror of the transformation, mm-hmm. yeah. that was like him rushing out into the street to like, please, somebody help me, somebody save me, what's going on? Like, that was incredible, extremely yeah. effective. And then while I'm watching this, having this thought of like, oh man, this probably would have been really cool if you had 11 episodes where this guy's just a cop who yeah. Bruce Wayne was friends with. And then like they're slowly setting that up and then you mm-hmm. get to, oh, now he's Clayface. And it's he's, great because he's having you, this horrible thing happen to him. You mm-hmm. really get to like and root for these characters. Yeah. And so it's it's an awesome finale, but it's taken us this long just to get to the show. So I was like, nah, I want to no, just dive in. I can this. use my imagination and see that like that's a cool twist and setup. Yeah. Especially if you're like, where where's Clayface? Yeah, because he's, he's, be he's been on every episode. It's mm-hmm. not like they just introduced Matt Hagen and he's starting to fall apart. Well, yeah, like- exactly. I think that's one of the cool things about one of the like misunderstood villains. Because some people just from the jump, like e- even if you get a Joker backstory, but you're like, that's not a relatable character anyways. That guy was a dick. <laughs> you know, like you, you don't have an attachment to him. Versus when Speak you have for yourself. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I when love you this guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He keeps fucking up. Yeah, That's no, cool. Nothing but I good feelings for that guy. <laughs> Super nice. When you have a character that is actually, um, you know, kind or sympathetic, or but it's cool to be able to take them. They have been treated like a character the whole time, especially since he's not the version that we know. Yeah, you're not you're expecting not it. Expecting something like that. Yeah. And it is cool to be able to see that spectrum from a character and it kind of blurs the lines between like how am I supposed to feel about this kind of but like Mm. now they're a bad guy and I should think they're a bad guy but also my heart feels bad for him well in the combination of having just been tortured by like a master torturer Uh a really edge lord e torturer no (laughs) 
all the shit he's getting at work, how he feels torn between helping Batman and not losing his job, then this. They've put him in a great position, but the other thing that's really just brilliant is the way that he's intertwined with the other characters because now this is a Batman case, but he's Bruce's friend and he's Yen's partner. And Such so, a good friend like, that he was going to tell him he's Batman. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, there's... All of these different layers going on that make this just such a fucking compelling new version of it. Yeah, him, and original. Know? Very original. Yeah. I feel like his voice was worse. So he transforms, and that's like the most sludgy his voice ever was. Uh, I thought about you guys when I heard it. Because that's how me and Sam talk. You remind me of sludge. <laughs> I, think, oh, yeah. I think of you. That's the like the voice of you, the way I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just your, your your criticism of the other one that like his voice didn't change, that this was yeah. the exact thing. Like He has to oh, okay. shape his larynx back into a human thing uh -huh. to not sound like totally. that. Yeah, because in the beginning, well, he's running out. He's screaming for help, and... No one understands what the fuck he's saying. Like, what the fuck? Shoot! You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Then that's what I was... Why are they being such dicks? Like, <laughs> the, and especially that's one thing with characters sometimes where I, where I will really feel bad for a character is where they're like, something tragic happened. And then they were like, further mistreated by the people who could assist them or something. Yeah. Like, it's all of you shitheads. They could have helped him or like prevented him from really going off the deep end. Yeah, maybe turning into Muckman wouldn't have pushed you, you know, had you gotten some assistance. But then after that, everybody like shunned you and washed you in the sewer and uh, tased you with their taser yeah, guns. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. and then also just the whole like, you feel bad. He's defending himself and hurting people in the process and, and making it worse for him, you know, accidentally. He tries he, to reach out to that one cop. And, yeah, like, he's just like, stretch Armstrong. Yeah, he's just trying to yeah. like, I yeah. just don't. He says his name, I Stop think. Stop tickling like, me. Ah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That, well, and the other thing too, it, where I could have used a little explanation was like, it sounded like his voice got better over time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's because... He was just harder to hear He's when he first transformed. Yeah, but we as an audience could understand him. And so I was like, they could have made it so I couldn't have understand any of his words. And I think that that would have been fine. Like, That's right, you subtitles. You could, well, you could yeah. still understand that he's like, because we saw it happen to him. That he's, exactly. he, he's not trying to hurt them. He wants help or yeah. he's trying to talk. Yeah. And Versus them, they're just seeing this fucking monster thing. Yeah. yeah. And but so I was like, they're Probably not listening too much. To, yeah. If no. he's like, hold me, hold me. You're like, shoot it. It's a monster. Kill it. Kill it. It's not a monster. It's Mr. Burns. Kill it. Kill it. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> I'll help you with this gun. <laughs> it's coming right yeah, at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This cartoon is so realistic. You know, that's, <laughs> uh, that's uh, the cops nowadays. Oh. Are, uh, yeah. So as we alluded to, they hose him down from all angles. He dissipates into the sewer below. We cut to Chief Rojas at a press conference. He's giving Yin all the credit for Joker's arrest, not Batman, and reiterates his zero tolerance for freaks policy. That night, Clayface confronts him in his office at the police station. Batman swoops in, chases him off, and Rojas sends the cops after both of them Anyway, but he was kind of on the fence about it too. It was just like in his sort of confusion and agitation. They said Batman's working with Clayface. He's like, no, yeah, just, just go get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also has this like stupid tagline that they're trying to drive home or something. He's like, take him down, dot dot dot, with zero tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> shut up, man. I Again, it. I don't think it's the writers. I think it's just this guy being kind of a. He's supposed to sound stupid, dingus. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really liked Clayface the way he escaped. 
stretching one long strand of clay to a building and then like it's almost like a venom kind of thing yeah then like landing reforming then doing it again to climb another he didn't burst through the door either he like sort of trickled in under the door frame I like that they maybe it's the cops calling it in or something like we need help being attacked by some clay faced creature yeah yeah. a little heavy handed guys yeah yeah it instantly becomes his name like then the first it seems like a like mud guy yeah. Mud guy's after us. Uh, silly, silly putty. I just thought it was funny that they said clay-faced given his entire body. You know, they didn't say yeah, clay yeah. creature. But, oh, and yeah. so I was like, don't force that in there, guys. Yeah. You're making me aware of the writing and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very first nude newscast. Nude? What? Nude newscast. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Ben's got a sex scene. Evan's got yeah, a nude yeah. scene. You can tell where our I got the version that I paid for. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Mine was from HBO Max, so. Yeah, you, did, you guys didn't the, get the one where they're like, there's some kind of clay penis creature. <laughs> oh, you paid for this? Yeah. Fucking they got everything on HBO Max. All well, your favorite me. DC Comics titles. <laughs> Subscribe today. <laughs> Pay me, you fuckers. Pay me. Uh, I paid $6 for these. Wow. Just two episodes? I think they're three bucks a piece because they're HD. This wild new technology HD. Oh, shit. Well, I've got all the old DVDs if you want to borrow. <laughs> Too late now. Just kidding. Subscribe to HBO Max today <laughs> before they cancel all our favorite programs. Um, you were saying stuff. And oh, then we there was, you. It doesn't no, matter. I don't know. No but also, there is a, the, I didn't send it to you, Ben, because I don't know what your phone can do. Uh, but there, it's true. There Ben's is the this, weak link in our text thread. So. Yeah, and yet yeah, I have yeah, the most expensive phone, so cut. you guys can go to hell. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. There's this sexy shot where uh, Batman No is, amount of money can make it compatible, I'll tell you that. Clayface is like, Pushing Rojas out the window. Oh no! From I saw the it. Back. it looked like oh, some yeah. kind of like. Oh, it's sexy. It, it even says "ooh." <laughs> <laughs> it looks. Uh, if his head was facing the other way, I would really be uh, like, "This ooh. is a strange shot." Yep. Their pursuit at the window leads to a brief rooftop fight that resembles Feet of Clay. I mm-hmm. felt like this was a direct homage. He's got the big spiked fists, and and they just do it very quickly when Yin arrives. Clayface says, "It's me, Benny," but no one can understand oh, his fucking garbly oh, voice. You know, my notes were here of like fucking. I, I I did really like how the voice was done this time. Yeah, this has a moment too where he involuntarily is guarding himself from Batman, and he hardens, mm-hmm. and Batman slams into him and just like drops. Yeah, and that was very similar to in the other show of like the first time he kicks him and it just does nothing and he sticks in him mm-hmm. of that realizing like all the possibilities of what he can do and how strong he is. Mm-hmm. And how Batman can't fight him. It reminds me a little bit of Cyborg and Justice League too. Like both this and the Feet of Clay stuff is when he's got this unfamiliar body that's reacting instinctively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Superman comes back and he's kind of eye fucking everybody, and Cyborg's just like ready to go, <laughs> even though he has no control over ready it. Ready to fuck? Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> I'm always ready to go. He was ready to fight. That's my bad. Later. At his apartment, Bennett uses a photo of himself to try to find his human form again. And and he does a passable job of that just as Yin knocks on the door, concerned that, you know, that Clayface sighting was right outside his apartment. I haven't heard from him. Why is it my problem? You know, yeah. And he's very indignant. Like, I got suspended. Fuck Rojas. He can deal with this nightmare. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah, he's pretty mad. And she like puts his hand on his shoulder, and it's wet. And he's like, I just got out of the shower. He closes the door, and it's like there's residue, dirty residue. And she's like, okay, immediately suspicious. 
who did it first? Something about Mary or this? <laughs> something about Mary, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't put it in her hair. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> That's in Ben's version, not in the <laughs> version I paid for. You yeah. have <laughs> At the Batcave, a sample of Clayface, Joker Putty, whatever, attacks Alfred. That was the scene you mentioned. Why? Why? <laughs> we talked both episodes now. I've had a part of Clayface over somebody's mouth and nose being really disgusting. Why does it do that? Because it's creepy. Batman recalls the Joker Putty and Bennett's feud with Chief Rojas deduces that, oh shit, and it is Clayface. At the same time, Yin shows up at Rojas' home to talk about Bennett. Once inside, turns into Clayface and attacks. The real Yin calls Bruce and learns that he missed his meeting with Bruce at the gym. She said he hasn't been the same since the accident. And then realizes, as she's speaking, like, oh, fuck. And she connects the dots as well. Oh, he's Clayface. So they both have... The same realization at the same time, which again, Batman always being the smartest guy in the room, I like that they give Yin and Bennett so much Mm -hmm. agency. Like, they don't really need him. Agency and skill. Yeah. They are capable as well. And she's a great character throughout the series. Like, very sharp, sort of acts as his Gordon eventually once they kind of get over this hump. Uh Do they bang? Only in your weird fan fiction version, version that you got. Yeah, 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 in the expensive version. Paywall version. Yin goes to check on Rojas, and the cops are confused because she's already inside, right? The Clayface version had just been there. Inside, Rojas is gone. He was abducted. Both Yin and Batman, they suspect, well, we were going to meet at the gym. I wonder if he took him there, which I thought, that's maybe a little easy. And I thought, well, no, this place has a long-running... Meaning. significance to both of them. So and I, it, I guess it works. It feels in line with him deducing so quickly that he's Clayface. Mm-hmm. It just, it makes sense, but it still was like two steps. And he's like, oh, he's Clayface. Yeah. He's been running around with that clay gun all week. Could have been any <laughs> number of people or things. It didn't uh, just have to be him. That's true. So the hoops, the, the but basketball I think it's court not like that too. The spraying, I think it's like, oh shit, well, there's that fucking Joker putty thing. But then he specifically remembers the gas uh-huh. element like I don't fucking know what this does to human beings. Let's find out, yeah. you know. So I, I didn't think it was that much of a stretch, if you will. Oh, like, stretch. Oh, high high high. High. oh yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. As he's escaping with Rojas, that was a great scene. Another like body horror scene of he's now transformed into the police uniform, and he's like this huge hulking cop. <laughs> and the other cops are like, "Who's that? I don't, I don't know. I don't recognize him." They either throw something at him or something hits his arm and part of it falls off and you just see Rojas's like half of his face Sticking out. in the shoulder, just mm. like terrified, <laughs> dead-eyed. Like, that's good. Again, that's the part Ben really likes. Yeah. I hate this edgelord stuff, but the psychological torture and the body horror, oh yeah. I'm an edgelord. <laughs> There's only room for one. <laughs> so, I see, I see. Yeah. This town's only big enough for Can't one be the of Joker. Us. When they find him, He says that Rojas considers them both on the wrong side of the law. The Joker did not just break his body, but his mind. Again, in each of these Clayface situations, he still really sounds like desperate and out of control. Mm. And they do a great job of like this character who the entire season, or at least let's say the first episode for you guys, is very calm, collected, thoughtful, 
Yes, Effective. composed. Yeah, composed. Always composed. What a great term to use and for a guy so who now turns into mud. Unhinged. Oh. Yeah, I just really, really like the directorial choices here. As they fight, Batman turns the showers on him, and it has no effect this time because there wasn't big fire hoses. There's a joke of like, oh, the water pressure in here always sucked. <laughs> and Yin comes in, begs him to stop, saying, you don't have any blood on your hands yet. You can still make this go away. That's one of the interesting things about the episode is that they don't really defeat him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a great line too, which, which was another beat that I was like, man, this is really good. Of He transforms back into his regular self, his human form. And he says to her, what have we become? Mm. And that's when he just kind of like slinks down the drain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In effect, Yin has saved Batman this time. And her own words echo in her head from the first episode having said that next time they meet, the mask comes off. Clayface escapes down the drain, as you said. What's become of us? I think that was the term. Mm. And Yin says that everything she's seen in the last 24 hours has made her basically question everything. She's giving Batman a pass again. He responds by trusting her and giving her the bat wave, which I don't know if it's ever referred to out loud, but that's what they call it in this series, his little cell phone pager thing bat wave. that goes off when there's a crime. Like sonar, like bats. <laughs> like submarines, I mean. Yes, Mr. Wayne, like a submarine. Later, she meets with Bruce Wayne and remarks that it's so strange they are finally meeting, but without Bennett around. Just then, out the window, he appears in a much better version of the Feet of Clay outro <laughs> because they run outside they both saw him run outside and he's gone. She says, he could be anywhere. And he says, he could be anyone. And it cuts to the busy Gotham streets, end of part two, no random bystander. <laughs> I, I want, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I wanted him to turn into a cackling woman. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best Easter egg. I love that backup shot too, mm-hmm. because... I've never been to New York, but you go to these places where like everything is so tall that you can't see around a corner. Yeah. Like everything is massive and the sky is blocked. Yeah. It leads to these like feelings of weird claustrophobia and like a maze. And I just thought it was cool just seeing the whole thing from a distance Mm -hmm. instead, you know, because everything usually is like so tight. And I really, I like the perspective. I like that they showed that. It actually had a downtown, and you can tell it's the downtown because all the buildings are so tall right yeah. here. Yeah. It also just it kind of helps me grasp the world a little bit better when you can show like the downtown's proximity to the water, and this and is how like the a, water. There's runs an out. industrial district this way, and there's train tracks, and the yeah. buildings are smaller. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that works with this more abstract style because so much of the city so far has sort of been like amorphous and kind of just like weird shapes that aren't super a well lot defined. Of black. Yeah. Like, or like, here's a giant structure. Yeah, uh, yeah there's yeah. kind of windows or something. It's just kind of tight on that location. It's yeah. not really yeah, wide. Yeah. And what's interesting about the way they play the ending here is it's not so much about the reveal that he still exists. It's sort of, like they said, he's so elusive at this point that mm. they'll never find him. And so when they go out there and it goes from a tight close-up to then a little wider shot as they exit and then another wider shot as it sort of expands into the vastness of the city and it just keeps pulling back and pulling back until you really just get this idea of like 
okay, he's just going to be out there and who knows when he's going to pop up again. Reminiscent of the film that I don't remember what it's called with Denzel Washington, where there's like the serial killer gets murdered, but then jumps from body to body and Denzel Washington's trying to... Fallen? Fallen. Yeah, I think Maybe? that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's what the end of that movie feels like. Mm. Spoilers! I'm sorry, that's a good movie. You guys should watch From it. the 1990s. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Never seen it. I saw it once, but I don't really remember it. I could have made all that up. You should watch it. That might not be how it ends. <laughs> it could end differently than that. Is there a scene in a cabin? Yeah. Okay. Any Easter eggs that we didn't discuss besides the weird pornographic version you saw? Weird. Not weird. I don't know why. My instinct today is every time you make a joke is to meet you with silence and watch you <laughs> dig a hole. I don't know why. Well, you know, it's working. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. It's, it's a good tactic. It's not the most supportive I've ever been on the show, but I keep doing it. Like, you'll do something, and then I'll just dead eye stare at you. Sometimes. And you'll have to come up with a second joke that, like, that no one has helped you get to, and I, I kind of love it. Sometimes you have to try different things. This is what you're trying today. It's like the last episode was too funny for all the wrong reasons. And so this one, I'm like, okay, exercise restraint today. We're going to be nice. And then I'm just like not taking any of the bait. Yeah, now who's dead eye staring at whom? Me is the who in that sentence. <laughs> I am to you. Pros. Just the overall originality of this is kind of to be expected. The first, you know, 20 minutes of this experience Being like, was jarring. What? Yeah. But then once I settled into it and they revealed what the meat of it was, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, I'd like to watch more of it. I like this version of Batman a lot. I like the design of it. And also, I thought that the Batmobile looked really cool, though I didn't get to see a lot of it. Mm, so yeah. that's also another thing that makes me want to watch more is it looked like a cool vehicle design to me. It reminded me of the Matt Reeves one. It just seemed like mm. broader and flatter. Yeah, it's got the blue and then it, Flat broads, it's, it's like it. you could see, yeah. Um, <laughs> it looked like it had real mechanical elements. Like uh -huh. you're seeing exposed Machines. The pistons. <laughs> you know technical words. Cars have um, flywheels and uh, levers, levers. Rotors. Yeah. <laughs> In my pros, I have cast. Reno is a great Batman. Yeah. Kevin is a severely underrated Joker, in my opinion. The whole ensemble did a terrific job. I didn't catch the name. Let me pull up the guy who plays uh, Ethan Bennett. Does he, he, a lot of different things. I feel like he was in, in like a legal shows or cop oh, shows. Steve or something Harris. Like that. Okay, Steve Harris is the one. Yeah, he's from The Practice. Yeah. And he was in The Rock. That definitely is a pro, though. Not just the quality of the cast, but it's what I talk about where, like, and some of these things we watch that are later, leaning so hard on having Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill. Uh, or again, since this is the first see, time we talked about it. he's there. Yeah. And he's amazing, but that, like, it always reminds you of the animated series, and it's it, whatever you're watching is going to be in the shadow of that because mm -hmm, of it. Mm -hmm. So to have everyone be different, and the tone be You're so not really different. comparing it to shit yeah, that way. Yeah, it just yeah. exists in its own space. Yeah. Animation style, again, great for action. I love these new character designs. The most important thing, though, is just the way that the story hits on so many levels, affecting Bruce, affecting Batman. It's personal without sacrificing any of the big supervillain shit. We talked about restraint a lot on the last episode, Feet of Clay. 
the fact that we don't even reveal Clayface until the second episode. And that, that does really happen here too, which is neat, but they do a lot of action. They have the Joker in the first episode heavily featured. You know, there's a lot of cool shit going on here, and yet it doesn't take away from Ethan's personal struggles or everyone else's concern for him and how that affects their own lives and their own agendas. Like, it's just, it's very well written. Cons. The visual style is weird to me at times. One, the big four-headed Batman is just... I literally never have looked at this Bruce and thought, he has a he's weird looking. He has a big forehead and a big nose. And like, I have kind of a big nose, but no human would have a nose that big. I just don't, and a, and a head that tall. And as I said before, while I, again, I'll say it again. Fictional characters. Yeah, well, I just appreciate him not <laughs> being super handsome like he normally is, but it's just a little weird looking to me. And that's this whole art style, which feels like Jackie Chan Adventures, but also all the WB stuff from this era made me think of mm. the Men in Black I cartoon. I think it was a WB show, mm. if yeah, I'm not mistaken. It was on the network by WB, but the Men in Black show. an expert now? The Men in Black show. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like Extreme Ghostbusters. There's a bunch of shows from this uh, era. Is that also a porn? Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's three Triple X's. X's. <laughs> yeah. Why is it called that? So X, much slime, X, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's your one star now? Bustin makes us feel good. That feels good. Best, Thank yeah, you for yeah, that. Best yeah. joke. Yeah. Two episodes in a row. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm out of here. You guys can finish up. <laughs> oh, my God. It's weird. We should just stop there. <laughs> Slightly weird. They all have these weird color palettes where it's like very dark colors and then like some weird choice of every building is brown or red or something. Mm. And it's not bad. It's just odd. It takes getting used to. Mm. And so that kind of threw me a little bit. Yeah, the show really does have a learning curve because it's so its own fucking thing. I'd be interested to maybe do another one down the road now that you guys are like knowing what to expect mm-hmm. going into it. Do a penguin one, or maybe when Batgirl comes in later, or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel the same. I don't think that it's a con. It's just not what I was expecting, and, I, and it just felt like I would need to expose myself to it more before it grew on me a little bit. Yeah, and, and mostly just because this kind of my preferred version of certain worlds and certain characters, and Gotham makes sense to me as a dark place at least like 50 percent shadows mm. this one is so opposite colorful that, and yeah vivid. yeah you know which yeah. like i love and one of my favorite things about tim stuff and just kind of the style that stemmed from it and it's part of just animation and not wanting to do more than you have to or like budgetary constraints that like they're not drawing wrinkles on clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's like devoid of... Unless you get the 4K version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the version I paid for. <laughs> um, the, HD. It's, yeah, it's, on my phone, you can see all the wrinkles and all the clothes. Damn, it's totally really good. I see that. It's devoid of like extra details and I, I really do like stuff broken down to its simplest shapes. You know, I like these angled chins and... Enormous foreheads. Yeah, just massive foreheads. But it was very bright. My eyes almost didn't know how to, <laughs> how to, how to take it at first. Everything was so colorful. Like, the characters are Especially are with cool that looking. intro. It's just rapid yeah, fire like, cut shots. You were doing the chopper, like you were Fast half cuts. leaning out from yeah, the corner. Yeah, to, yeah. To the I tea actually watched it you. from the dining room. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Even the reflection is vivid. 
And, and also something about the backgrounds and the coloring of the background specifically looked like very digital to me yeah. in a weird way. And I think that I was partially comparing it to the old stuff. It's not Sub-Zero weird digital at all. Like To me, this is kind of the sweet spot of when this shit started to really look good. Well, mm. and it's like you have entirely CG stuff that really looks like it, like a Pixar film or something where like yeah. every portion of it three dimensional so that's styles. yeah yeah and that so that's how like the sub zero stuff was or when they do the vehicles or something mm-hmm. these backgrounds look to me like the line art might be hand drawn but then only the colors are digital mm-hmm. and so it has this faux texture that looks odd to me like they're trying to imply some stuff that's just not quite hitting well and some of it looked weird and again, I imagine this would look different because most of us in this era had small TVs. So these are things yeah. you don't really oh, notice yeah, in yeah. the same way. Uh-huh. Not but, me. I had a 37-inch flat screen that cost me $1,000. It was 800 pounds. Uh, Amber and I went to a uh, antique place yesterday, and they had this television where the VHS was part of it. That's I was oh, like, yeah. I would have been really excited for that. Yeah. You mean like a full-size like big one? Because uh, I used to have a ton of the it little, wasn't, it little was, ones. It was a actually more TV like VHS. a skinny, tall rectangle. It was just like it sat on top of the God. What is it even? But it is a square, right? But you're not talking about the ones that we used to use on stage for the the little illusionist. No, no. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, because I I was like, those are. I have two of those in storage. No, No, like a big gray box that has like. VHS yeah, yeah, it was it was okay. like pretty deep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the screen was was like sizable. It was probably uh, like a foot and a half or something. And that was like its whole frontal profile. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that the tape player was a part of the whole thing. And so it, that and way, it if stacked, that breaks, you're really fucked. That's yeah, a cool yeah. thing. <laughs> it's just funny the things you like forget existed. You just don't think about them for so long. Yeah, now it's all like an enormous flat trans-dimensional window that's on your wall that takes you wherever you want to go. Yeah. takes you away from this life. You go wherever you want to be. Grumps posted a picture yesterday. It was somebody's meme of like, kids today will never know. And it was like a big receiver, multiple component stereo stack. And I was like, that's still what I use, but all right. You're a grandpa, though. <laughs> the point I was going to say, though, is that there are some distinct shots whoa, in this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you guys interrupt me with Batman? your, your stupid nostalgia, I don't partake in that. My bad. I look forward. Everything's coming up, Benjamin. Everything, <laughs> everything is only going to get better from yep. here. You're right. For the me, world is oh, got yeah. it. Right. As we said, misery is my thing. So mm, you being right. miserable makes me feel good. Right. No, there's some, and a lot of them are establishing world shots. Suffering where really it was makes him hard. Very clearly, we established this last episode. It's not a joke. I wasn't joking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really fuck everything is, up. I spent a lot of time not being serious, but I'm dead serious. Establishing <gasps> shots that were clearly... Dead. Nope, don't say that bad word. Dead fork and serious, yeah. guys. Clearly, a single shot with a super... We're never going to let you get through this. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a bad point, too, and now it's really bad because it's taken forever to get to. That's how Evan yeah, feels I, I every can't time. can't wait till we get there. Clearly, a single image with a hard digital zoom... And then they're like digitally oh. zooming out and panning oh, from here yeah, to there. Yeah, yeah. And especially on a large TV, it looked very low res, grainy, and just mm-hmm. like obvious. Yeah, yeah. That's something that the animated series did too sometimes, where yeah. it would be like, why the fuck are you cropping the screen right now? It looks bizarre. Like, for Maybe. what purpose? Like, were there just no breaks? They're like, fuck, we didn't get any other 
angles of we this. You can't pay anyone you to know? draw something else here, so <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. have to make this one shot work. Yeah, like I, n- I never got that. Like they'll zoom in on someone who's like not in the foreground <laughs> and, and just crop out the main character for a second. I'm like, why are this? Oh God, can you not see what this looks like? That's actually. I want an animator to explain to me why yeah, this yeah. is done so often. And your example is pretty good too. Like, thanks. It was worth it. Yeah, yeah. But that's actually all they're doing is like sliding the pretend image closer (laughs) or farther from moving it around. Yeah, exactly. When it's these are HD, so this is like right in the cusp of that era when everything kind of starts to shift to HD. Mm. But they were probably still like smaller televisions, definitely crisper image, but a small TV. I mean, still, I mean, 1080p is 1080p. This this could have been 720, even maybe like stretched further. I've always had this problem though. Like when I send my wife a dick pic, she's always like, why is it so grainy? I'm like, I just thought just the texture. If I zoomed in, it would make it look bigger, but it just doesn't work guys. She's seen it. We've shed tears. I'm not fooling fooling anybody. Communal tears. Have you ever tried like a, a fish eye? Yeah, work on yeah. angles. It's all about yeah, angles. Yeah, but it already yeah. has a bit of a curve, so it just makes it look like like a football. cylindrical. It's weird. <laughs> well, the other thing is too, like put something big behind it in a way that looks like it's right next to it, right? To really right. fool her. Oh, it's like yeah. the, it's like the it's anti, like how they made uh, Elf or a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say yeah. So, yeah, your penis uh, is Elijah yeah. Wood. Yep. No, you're, 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 no, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's your the, penis is uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah. And then like wow. that. Uh, That's that, an upgrade, really. That yeah, yeah. can of Pringles is Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, boy. What, just just what put your penis on a box to make it look What's taller. become of us, guys? <laughs> oh. Actually, that, no, all jokes aside, having only one ball, everyone else gets the natural push-up bra effect of two balls when it's in underwear. Mm. You don't get that with one ball. You didn't want that thing that they sell for dogs? For people who are insecure about their dogs having been neutered, you can buy little silicon balls to uh, install? There were no what? safe alternatives in 2002 when it happened. My doctor brought it up. There must be immense now, if your options. Oh, yeah, you yeah. would think. I should go back and get some real big ones. <laughs> I think I think that's how, <laughs> smooth as eggs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you yeah, suck so, these balls? Uh, gangster ass faces. When they talk about knee replacements, they're like <laughs> two fake testicles in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, well, you know, it's like well, with that kind of stuff, you always want to push it as long as you can because technology will be better in the future. You know, yeah. like up to no, a no, point, no. and then when everything falls apart, yeah, yeah, you're not so, getting any fake so testicles. Get, like I think that ten years later, you'd now faux nard technology has advanced far enough that you can like. They could be speakers, or they could be they could they could have heaters. Wow, or, I could have a Bluetooth ball sack. That's yeah. crazy. Back a battery charger for your phone, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, so yeah, I feel like you've, you've wireless. You just like hold it up there, and it just kind of. Oh, it could be like one of those charging pads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were we talking about, guys? Cons. I have one con. I only have one con. Joker feet. That's all. Ha. Rating. Hmm. Altogether, it's a four. The okay. first episode is like a three and a half. The second one is maybe more like a four and a quarter, maybe higher. Whoa. As a whole thing, four. Okay. Three and a half. And I'm open to the possibility that if I watched more of it, I would like it more. Yeah. You're right. The first episode is a little lighter, a little goofier, but like the way that everything comes together is such a good payoff. Yeah. And like it's a five for me just because I don't have anything that takes away. Sure. You know, so Makes sense. I had a great time. I'm glad you guys liked it. This is the first time we've gotten together since Kevin Conroy has passed. 
You know what? You're right. And because I just the other s- ones were pre-taped. Yeah, and I just want to say oh, that yeah. although I'm critical of the things I love, because that's how they get better. Yeah, and that's why our episodes are more than ten minutes long. Yeah, and I'll, I think that's when you're realistic about the things you don't like. That makes you appreciate the things you do like and why you like them. But having said that, he is the voice of my Batman, just like it is for everyone else. And that's why I love those Arkham games so much and why they hit so much is because it was the Batman from my childhood who now I'm getting to be. And in hindsight now is the even better version of it to me, but mm-hmm. that's why it worked. And so just big ups yeah, to that guy. Yeah, thanks for being such an important part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I woke up to like text from Dunk and Fernando, our sponsor, and had these experiences before where you get some ominous holy shit man are you okay and i'm like fuck and it's from both of these guys i'm like god damn it and so you what go to the internet and it's just like fuck and so you know i was really distraught that really fucked up my day it was on my wife's birthday she gets up earlier than me and i come out i'm all fucking snotty and you know teary and shit and batman's dead and um <laughs> i love you like and I, like, let me just fucking ruin your whole day here by making it about me. But yeah, man, I was really fucking bummed. And I immediately, because we had just done Heart of Ice, so I immediately went and put that on and watched a few episodes that day. And it's crazy. Like, I, I've had so much going on, like, in my personal life Okay, lately, God. That I sort of forget. Like, there's times you forget, you know, and then I'll be on fucking social media or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody will post this little memorial or, or whatever, and I'm like, Fuck, like, you know, it doesn't seem right. He's always been there, yeah. you know? He's just always been there. And yeah. he's, he, he'll continue to be everyone's fucking comic voice in our heads, which is awesome. He's given us just a library of content that's, yeah. you know, We'll play the rest of those Arkham games. I'll sit with you and force your, your dumb your baby hand. brain to, <laughs> to get, get through, through these the things because they're some of his best work. I mean, I, yeah, I loved the first one. I loved the first third of the second one and then I got mad and gave up. But you know, Batman also has to solve problems. That's the idea. He doesn't always know where to go and yeah. he has to use his bat skills to get there. One thing in personal experience that that is like so Oh, dr- Ben doesn't like when we talk about personal. Keep it light, guys. Yeah. Fuck. This is a super, you. this no. is super light. <laughs> one of the things that makes death so jarring to me is that because of its significance, you want it to move slower. But life happens quickly, and because death is part of it, it also happens just as quickly. So you want something with like that much weight to not like drag it out, but you want it to seem like it doesn't just happen in a second when it happens. Yeah, because I don't think most people knew that he was... Ill. It's so easy to forget about because you can do a lot of things in your life that aren't super permanent, like lots of changes, many changes that aren't super permanent where you couldn't undo and like few things. Change are, your mind or go yeah, back yeah, or whatever. Few things are as permanent as death. It's very easy to like nothing changed, but in those moments you forget. And, yeah. and then you come back around like, oh, yeah, it's still the same. They're still gone. But that's a nice thing with someone like this, like a performer and a celebrity and an totally. artist. Mm-hmm. Art, yeah. You can have a connection with so many people who've all been affected by the work yeah. in yeah. a similar way. Like all of our childhoods were affected by that. We all hear that same thing because of that. Totally. You didn't have a connection with this person the way you do with like the way I, you guys have with me, but not the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But it's broader. It's like spread out among yeah, more yeah. people. What's also interesting is when something like this happens, to a lot of us, it's sort of our comfort food. Like if you have a bad day, 
you might pull up the animated series or the Burton movies or something like that and watch that shit that you grew up on because it, it makes you feel good and you know just reminds you of a simpler time or whatever. And so now... I think temporarily it complicates that a little yeah, bit yeah. too because can it not be sad? You know, and even on the day, even on that day, I'm watching it by halfway through or so. I get so invested in it again that when the episode was over and I went to credits, you know, I'm like, man, that was oh fuck, goddamn, you know, like uh-huh. literally in that moment he transported me out of it, and then I was like, oh fuck, and so man, it's just it's powerful, it's complicated. I really thought because he filmed at home the clip that we use for our intro Mm -hmm. and that was something i set up through cameo and i really wanted to meet this guy for a long time like i remember when i started like traveling to see cons when he wasn't there yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i started lurking outside of the premises (laughs) no like when i started traveling for cons like i had just flown to texas for keaton and then i saw conroe was going to be in fucking new orleans or something or whatever and i was like this is just as important. I, I should just do that, you know. And I'm then, halfway there. And then, well, no, it wasn't at the same time. Oh, it was wait it was, a month. Yeah, in yeah, Texas. yeah, yeah. It was close. I'm I was close. like, I was like, man, how how far would I go to meet Kevin Conroy? It's like pretty fucking far, but didn't end up doing it. I was like, nah, this. Of course, he's gonna come to fucking Portland or Seattle or something. Like, it's gotta happen, you know. He does so many events, and I've sort of just kept that in the back of my mind. The same with Tim Sale. Like, I was supposed to meet him in 2020, and that con got canceled, and. Then he kind of stopped doing appearances afterward. But I would always watch the announcements. You know, I set the post notifications like, okay, who's going to be there at Emerald City? Who's going to be there in Portland? You know, and um, there's another fan expo coming up in Portland and another Emerald City coming up. So February and March, they're starting to announce the guests. And I was like, already keeping an eye on like, oh shit, is Conroy coming? And they always put out those surveys afterward. of like, who do you want us to get next year? And he was always the first person I put on there. And so I really just had it in my head that's like, all right, next year is going to be the fucking one, you know? Mm-hmm. It bummed me out that we never got the chance, you know? Because I know guys like Fernando and Dunk have met him in person. They had great experiences with him. And, I think, don't you know, be very up. generous. It would have just been a, uh, hey, can I shake your hand? And then some guy would have come over and be like, uh, actually, Mr. Conroy's not shaking hands today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would have sun- worn sunglasses the whole time. Please don't make eye contact. Do you know anything about me? I would never <laughs> ask to shake a hand. Uh, no kissing. <laughs> Mr. Conroy, actually, you know what? Today. He you only likes high fives. <laughs> I, I, you uh, hold your hand out, he pokes it with a single finger. <laughs> He'll boop it. No, I did make an exception, though, when Sean Murphy extended his hand to me. I couldn't not grab it, so you yeah. know, I broke the rule. But, yeah, I have heard enough stories about Kevin Conroy being so much more generous with his time and very gracious with his fans. In similar stories you hear about, like Kevin Smith, you know, he's just like a real dude who's connected to his audience and he knows what his shit means to people and so i always looked forward to that had it in the back of my mind but i'm very grateful that he did this little clip for our show and that we have so many 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 countless hours of his shit to rewatch. moving on this is robin thanks for checking out the bad fanatic podcast with sammy warmhands All right, that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening in 2022. We're going to take a break for New Year's and then we'll return with more Season 3. As always, if you like the show, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. If you have the time, drop a sentence or two in a review. That helps us get the word out through the algorithms and whatever the fuck that I don't understand. 
You can follow us on Instagram at BatFanAddict. That's where I post new comics, convention sketches, hot toys, you name it. Probably some new shit for Christmas. Who fucking knows? You can also follow our friend, the Nando Knight, who's sponsoring season three. We appreciate him. Been a supporter since the beginning. We're going to return with Jock's One Dark Night. So stick around. We'll see you fuckers next year.